Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your host, Dr. Doug Carriger. Great to be back with you folks on this 114th podcast. We're talking about rejoicing in the Lord today. I think, Stephanie, we've used this name a couple times along the way. We're just some rejoicing in the Lord name using people. And uh, how are you today, (laughs) Stephanie? Um, Well, I was going to say rejoicing in the Lord, but since you already did, I'll say, um, let's see here. I am doing awesome. And that was really lame, but you know, you used my line, so. I did use her line. Hey folks, it's great to be back with you folks. You know, we've been digging in this book, Stephanie, of Philippians. We've been, we we went through two complete chapters in the book of Philippians. We we finished up yesterday talking about Epaphroditus and he was willing to give his life. He was all in. You know, Epaphroditus, mm-hmm. old Pappy was all in. And, uh, and he was being sent back to Philippi and Paul reminded them that, hey, this, this missionary is the real deal. And uh, you guys better treat him right. You better pull out the fatted calf. You better take care of him. This guy's all in. And uh, don't question his motives. He almost died. I mean, Paul's being kind of hard on him there. And uh, so now we end up in, a, in, we're still in the book of Philippians, but we end up in chapter three. And, and uh, you know, there is something going on with Paul here. He, he just, uh, he's living this victorious life. And I, I don't know about you, Stephanie, but I'm in jail. I'm I'm chained to somebody. I'm having to have food and stuff sent in the window to me. I, you know, I'm in the, I'm in the palace. My life is upside down. Things are all going bad. And here I am leading this victorious life. And, and, and listen to this first verse here in chapter number three, brethren. It says, finally, my brethren, rejoice in the Lord. So he's saying, finally, my brethren, and is, it, it, there's some finality there. He said, listen, I just gave you all the stuff. We talked about Timotheus. We talked about Epaphroditus. We talked about to die is gain. We talked about if you get to stay, help your brethren. We've been through all that stuff, so now rejoice. Rejoice in what you got. I had to do it. Rejoice in what he's given you. Rejoice. And, and, and I think, you know, it all goes back to this theme of, you know, how can Paul be happy in prison? Uh, because he's rejoicing in his master, and uh, he, he's rejoicing in in the things that go, and 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 he's he's rejoicing in the things that God has given him. The Timotheus is more importantly his salvation, and uh, he rejoices uh-huh. in Timotheus. He rejoices not only in Timothy but in Epaphroditus. He he's rejoicing in all that, and he's saying, "Finally, my brethren, rejoice in the Lord." And and uh, I remember this poem here. It says, "I'll in talking about what God does." It says, "I'll bless the hand that guided." I'll bless the hand that planned. When throned where glory dwelleth in Emmanuel's land. When we get to heaven, all this, all this. And the second part of verse number three, I'm sorry, of chapter number three, verse number one. To write the same things to you, to me indeed, is not grievous, but for you it is safe. So it's, you know, even that, that was a Greek poem of the day that was cut up. To write the same things to you is not irksome to me, but it is safe you. So, you know, Paul's talking, in repetition, he's talked about safety. In repetition, he's talked about trust. In repetition, he's talked about it doesn't matter in whatsoever state we're in. It just doesn't, we're going to see more of that. We got a lot more of that coming in the book of Philippians here. 
but but he's telling that you know Christ is living in me this is about Christ and this is about what's going on so rejoice so so Stephanie I mean you're having a, a bad year in 2018 you uh, you lose Charles you come back you got to find a home your cars sold you got stuff in storage you don't have furniture life is upside down and you're, you had memorized the book of Philippians as a senior in high school because you're like one out of 100,000 people that would do something like that. And those words come back to you, rejoice in the Lord. What do you say? What do you do? Well, God doesn't give us too many options um, as far as rejoicing in him. <laughs> and I think there's that principle of we have to trust and obey sometimes. And... Yeah. Um, we rejoice in who God is to us, even yeah. when our circumstances scream the opposite of rejoicing. And, um, you know, there's it's amazing to me when I think of how much God's grace plays into this, because there's that element of God's grace is sufficient, but God's grace is only sufficient when we surrender to doing what God's will is in our lives. God's grace won't be there for us if we're out of God's will. And so I think there's that huge principle of as we choose to obey and choose to rejoice in the Lord. It doesn't say to rejoice in your circumstances. It doesn't say to rejoice in everything you're going through. It says to rejoice in the Lord. In other words, you're reveling in who God is to you. And yeah. um, I think that's a huge, huge key to surviving I do too. the trials of life. I, I think you got to be... Uh, I think... It's a, it's about your God, not you, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And uh, exactly. Well, it's, there's that God gives us joy as we obey Him, it's and like, yeah. this isn't given to us as a recommendation. It's He's saying, "Do this." He's commanding us. He's saying, "Rejoice." Yeah. So, folks, yeah. if you're listening to us right now, rejoice. Take another sip of that coffee and hammer down some of that chai tea, five pump, extra hot, no water, grande level, and hammer some of that down and rejoice, because you serve <laughs> a great God. You serve a great God. So, uh, Stephanie, just out of curiosity, when's the last time you had a grande, five pump chai, extra hot, no water? When I was in South Carolina. Oh. Folks, we need to get Stephanie some uh, cards from Starbucks or something. I'm worried about her. But here we are. Here we are. We're talking about a Christian life. We're being told to rejoice. But then he, he goes in a completely different direction. He goes from 6 o'clock to 12 o'clock here, Stephanie. He starts talking about the dangers of Christian life. And he says, beware of dogs, beware of evil workers, beware of concision. Now, some people get mad and they say dogs are great and all that. And But, you know, the truth be told, the truth be told, uh, the Bible doesn't say much good about dogs. He said they're, you know, they're dirty creatures, they're <laughs> that, they're this. And years ago, I remember I told the guy at church, I'm getting a dog. And he says, you can't. I said, why? He said, you read what the Bible? He was only joking with me. But you know what he's saying is beware of those dogs. Dogs bark and bite people that are untrained. And you know what? He's equating these people out there, Stephanie, that can't be trusted, these people out there that are trying to ruin your testimony, these people out there that are bad messengers, these people out there that work for the deceiver, these people out there that, uh, you know, that word concision actually means cutting. You know, that, that same, that Greek word is only used once here, but that same Greek family of words talks about when you're cutting your flesh. And, and God's never happy when you're cutting your flesh. 
God's never yeah. happy about that. And, uh, and that's what he's saying. He's saying, beware of these evil workers. Beware of dogs. Beware of evil workers. Beware of those people that are going to try to hurt you in the ministry. Those that are going to try to hurt you at your church. Those that are going to try to hurt your family. He's saying, beware. And uh, have you run across those dogs, those evil workers? Have you run across <laughs> those that cut and hurt you? Somehow I, I thought you'd ask that question. You were right. Oh, my. Yeah. <laughs> yes, most definitely. And um, I think it's kind of funny that Paul uses such strong terms as dogs and evil workers because, um, you know, we there's so many today who are, you know, push the whole out-of-balance love thing. And... Um, Paul, under the inspiration of God, called people who are causing problems, who are <laughs> the issues in the church, he has some very strong terms for them. And Jesus used terms like whited sepulchers and full of dead men's bones. And I think that's where, about where Paul's putting these people. Um, and Paul's warning the church beware of these people because they're going to cause issues and um yeah. you know i think there's i think the way verse three follows up with the contrast um and says ends that verse three with and have no confidence in the flesh um i think in verse two he's referring to people who are causing problems because that's where their confidence lies and having observed um, currently observing people whose entire confidence lies in themselves and their abilities and in their um, gifts and I use that term loosely but their gifts to deceive people and get people to believe them and follow them um, wow Paul's telling the church watch out for these people because they're out to cause trouble yeah that's pretty pretty powerful it is, and, and, and using that word concision, that idea that they cut you up, they shred mm -hmm. you, yeah. and uh, you know that's a that's a that's a good definition of what people can do to you that hurt you. There, there's some knuckleheads out yeah. there, Stephanie, and, and I mean the people listening, we don't we don't have to tell them that they know, and Paul's saying yeah. beware well, of those people. Yeah, yeah, and and I think, you know, when I think of that word, I think of a cheese grater, and. Um, I know there's been different times in my life. Um, I know there was times that I remember telling Charles, I feel like my trust and my emotions have been put on a cheese grater. And when people, when someone does that to you, when someone puts you in a position where that's where they leave you feeling like you've been shredded apart yeah. irreparably, yeah. Paul, you are not wrong to separate from people like that. Paul is telling the Philippian church here, watch out for those people. In other words, stay clear of them. Keep them away from you because they're going to cause problems. They are. And so don't ever, don't ever feel like, oh, maybe I'm overreacting. If somebody has left you feeling like a shredded, you know, a mound of shredded cheese. Yeah. You need to separate from them. Get away from them. Those that talk about negative toxins in yeah. your system. Well, and and you know, I think in Matthew eighteen, the Bible's pretty clear about things. You mm -hmm. know, I I I do. I think yeah. uh, 
uh, there's reconciliation, there's restoration. And short of them, we're just not there. If somebody's not yeah. real willing to reconcile what they did to us and say, hey, man, I, I messed you over, Doug. I, I ruined mm-hmm. you. I, I, bad, I had a missionary call me one day. I'm driving down the road. And he said, hey, brother, I've been bad-mouthing you all over the country. Will you forgive me? I said, sure. I mean, what am I going to do? Say, tell me everybody you bad-mouthed me to. What, I mean, what do yeah. I do? You know? And, uh, but, I mean, it felt better that the guy called me. I mean, he, mm-hmm. he dropped me as a Facebook friend after he apologized to me. But, you know, he apologized. <laughs> and, yeah. uh, and, I mean, where do you go from there? And then there in verse 3, like you were talking about, we are the circumcision. And, you know, some people get this whole circumcision thing wrong. They think it's only the physical act of the, you know, the, the Jewish rabbi pulling out the razor blade or whatever. I don't even like to think about it. It freaks me out. But anyway, uh, <laughs> but it was more than that. It was the heart of a Jewish person. Yeah. It was meaning someone's all in. And I believe God's talking about the heart here. We are the circumcision. We are the separated. We are the people by ourselves, which worship God in spirit spirit and rejoice in Christ Jesus and have no confidence in the in the flesh and uh, uh, well, yeah yeah and it's powerful because Paul is a Jew talking to a Gentile group of believers and he uses that term we and so obviously this is not referring to the sense of you know that he's talking to people who to the Pharisaical Jews were the dogs and so they knew the you know these gentiles knew what do, what what paul was referring to when he said beware of dogs um in other words beware of the filthy and when you think of circumcision you know i think of the whole scientific aspect of you know you're trying to protect against um, infections or yeah. diseases right and i think that's another reason why god had paul use this term is because when you allow people that look friendly they can look great dogs and evil workers don't have to look like the creepy dude um they they can appear very wholesome they can even be good looking you know yep and uh it's sad for those of us who are good looking they kind of steal from us you know yeah (laughs) oh my you and joe wow so um but yeah. yeah, I really think God had, God, I mean, that was written under inspiration. God was trying to emphasize to these Gentile believers, you are to beware of these people because they're going to bring in sin. They're going to bring in toxicity to the church, to your lives, to your homes, to your families. And that's a big deal. It is. And, um, we cannot worship God in spirit and rejoice, truly rejoice in Christ Jesus when yeah. there's sin in the church. And I'll never forget um, being in a church situation for several months where, um, I mean, it was years, but um, towards the end, there were several months where Charles and I knew this there was sin. We didn't even know the extent of it. There was sin in the church that was not being dealt with. And during those months we could not rejoice in christ and worship god in spirit at that church and those are some of the most awful months of my entire life because i would go i dreaded going to church and you should not dread going to church and i'm not saying because you got a rotten attitude but when there is you know you know there's issues in the church 
we need to find a new church if those issues are not going to be resolved because yeah. well, you, you, that you're is right. the purpose of the body of Christ yeah, is yeah. to be able to worship God in one spirit and rejoice in who Jesus is to us. Well, and it comes down to, you know, if the pastor's not right with God, the flock yep. can't be. Yep. You know, That's so we, exactly we have a requirement. Right. And, I, you know, our requirement is uh, reconciliation, which we just spoke about. That's a requirement. We want to do that. We do yeah. that. But if we can't yeah. get reconciliation, we pack our bags. Exactly. And exactly. because we can't live the life that you and Charles lived. And, 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 and you know, you're still finding out things about that church. And, uh, yeah. you know, and, and folks, you know, I think the most important thing here is that there's a ton of false che teachers around Paul. They would teach a yeah. piece of the gospel. But then they would yeah. add things like the social gospel. And we're still dealing with that today. People are still adding things like, by the way, if you do this, you know, you're going to get a better way to heaven. If you do this, if you do these steps, God's going to love you more. Folks, that can't be farther from the scripture uh, than the devil is. I mean, that's a lie. Uh, salvation is a free gift of God. You know, the Holy Spirit of God indwelleth in your heart when you get saved. You don't need to, uh, you know, you're not paying anything extra, but it's serving God because he's God. That's what this is all yeah. about. Well, and, yeah. Yeah. And I think when you go into verse four, um, it opens up, Paul opens up that whole having no confidence in the flesh. And I think yeah. there's um, a huge element here. Um, the assistant pastor here at my church started a series um, on the disciples. And he was talking about the disciples, who God chose, you know, who Jesus chose as his 12 disciples. And um, God people who knew everything he picked some hotheads he picked even you know picked the guy he knew was going to betray him and um he didn't pick the greatest looking people in the world from any human perspective no. um you know paul paul was the circumcised one he was the or they were all circumcised as jews but you know he was the elite educated one of the end up being the, the apostles but um I think there's importance there in remembering that, that false teachers, these people can have a great education. They can appear to be the, yeah. mo the most, you know, the most, you know, they have the degrees, they have this, they have that. And so don't, you know, look for someone who's been with Jesus, like the disciples. Yeah. Look for someone who, who, you can tell is walking with God, even if they don't have every degree, they don't have, you know, PhD behind them. They can walk with God on a level. Wow, that's, that's right. Incredible because Peter did. Well, and John and what, James and John did. You know, the most important ability is availability. The most important ability mm -hmm. is being all in, being willing to serve God, yeah. uh, taking it a hundred percent, making it all about God. Yeah. And uh, and and yeah. I think that's where God's going with this. And and, and yeah. you know, and and I think I think Paul, you know, he he's got this down. He know, hey, I'm in jail. I've had a lot of time yeah. to think about these knuckleheads and these false teachers and and these dogs and these yeah. evil workers and and the way they cut me and the way they shred me. I've had a lot of time to think about them. And he's saying, beware of them. And you know that word, beware, is get yeah. away from them. Get out of there. You know, don't exactly. don't don't. Well, you know, I think we wrestle not with principalities. We wrestle not in the flesh. You know, there's something going on yeah. here that Paul is trying well, to build to. Right, and Paul uses the terms, the term "dog" here. Yeah. And 
you know, there's that principle of a dog returning to its vomit. And I think for Paul to use this term here, Paul's talking about those people that won't reconcile. He's talking about those people who are stubborn. Who eat their own vomit. Believe. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, that's, to use that term and use the term evil worker, that it yeah. reminds me of the principle of the fool and his evil way in Proverbs. And, you know, these are people that this is their life pattern. They've been dealt with. You know, people have tried to deal with them. People have tried to confront them. And instead, they have chosen to dig deeper into their hole. When I think of the dog comparison, that they redig their holes. And these are people that um, are knuckleheads of the worst degree. And you know, that whole vomit God thing messed saying, me up a little. Clean. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I, I just had a, I had a pimento cheeseburger for lunch. And... I, <laughs> And to be quite <laughs> honest with you, I've been eating that since lunchtime, and it just kind of messed oh, me up. But, but but anyway, yeah, uh, that was TMI. <laughs> well, so was the dog going back to his vomit, but it fit. Uh, it was definitely hermen hermeneutically trusted. But folks, you know, as we close on this, beware of those dogs, and beware of those evil workers, and beware of those that would cut you and shred you, and and yeah. try to hurt you and your family. And and mothers and fathers, look out for your children out there. Yeah. You know, God yeah. first, family say, look out for your children. There's some real knuckleheads out there. And uh, that's just yeah. the reality of it. There's some knuckleheads out there. And be careful with the knuckleheads. Listen, and we sure do love you folks. And I think Paul's talking to all of us when, when he's saying, beware. And, and friends, yeah. all joking aside, beware. You know, when he calls them yeah. dogs, dogs are not spoken highly of in the Bible. When he calls them evil workers, those people were... Uh, they had the Scythians out there, people following around, mocking the gospel, mocking what he believes, saying some of what he's saying is true, but he's got this wrong. The devil is still doing that today, Stephanie. The devil yeah. still wants to uh, water down the message that God gives us. The devil mm -hmm. still wants to uh, bring doubt to people's mind. Beware of that, friends. Hey, listen, mm -hmm. we consider it a great honor to come into your earways. And, uh, please look us up. Look us up on Helpful Wounded Spirits. Look us up on our private Facebook pages, and uh, we'd be glad to talk to you at any time. We sure do love you, folks. Have a great day. Thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources and to help continue this podcast, visit us at woundedspirits.com. Dot com.